Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Do you want to mention our newsletter? It's called Read Instead, and this is the best of our network. It includes my interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, billionaires, Nobel Prize winners, Emmy winners, some of the biggest personalities in business news and, and media, and also some of the best thought leaders out there. And uh, our recurring contributors, which includes my guest, this segment is a great example of that. Um, you can learn more about the newsletter. There's no cost. Only one newsletter once a week. We don't deluge you with spam, and you can get it over at priceofbusiness.com. Right there on the right, see Read Instead, sign up for it. You'll love it. And something else you'll love is my guest this segment. He's uh, really one of my favorites, and uh, he just brings so much uh, wisdom as well as knowledge about what's happening in the healthcare front. Dr. David Wilcox, uh, he is a healthcare professional and uh, really a great advocate for consumers when it comes to uh, all things healthcare. Real quickly, uh, David, uh, just for those who are new to the show, a uh, quick overview of, of your background and your book, and of course, how we learn more about you. Sure. So um, I am a doctorate prepared nurse. Um, been on a, a journey all my life. Have a handicapped daughter that uh, really got me interested into the medical profession. I've got about 30 years of experience, um, and I decided to turn that experience into something that would help the average healthcare consumer who doesn't understand the jungle of the American healthcare system. So I wrote a book called How to Avoid Being a Victim of the American Healthcare System, A Patient's Handbook for Survival, um, which is up on Amazon. And I also have a free resource guide at drdavidhelps.com, which will give you one-click access to lower your prescription drug prices, see your star ratings at your hospital, find out the reviews on your doctor, and a price transparency tool for procedures that you're going to get done in your local community. Yeah, I love, I love what you do. You're like a one-man nonprofit, although you do make a profit. <laughs> but, I, I mean, you're, you have so much available at no cost. I mean, you're really about giving the information in the hands of people. Yes, sir, I sure am. I think that, um, you know, I, in my 30 years of experience in the healthcare system, I have seen people that were scared to death, and rightfully so. I mean, medical errors was the third leading cause of death before COVID. So, um, you know, people need to, they need to know what to do, how to stay safe in a, in a hospital or what to do when the insurance company says they're not going to pay the claim or the pharmaceutical company hikes your medications up. That's right. All right, let's get into this topic that, uh, frankly, has gotten a lot of play. You know, and the President, uh, President Biden did a lot of victory laps uh, over, uh, which is the uh, Anti-Inflation uh, Act. Uh, what do they call that? The Inflation Reduction Act, um, which, uh, you know, in the end it has a lot more uh, polemic than it does reality wrapped up in it. Uh, but, uh, you know, in any legislation that's passed, there are winners and losers. So why don't you jump in with a, a real brief description of what the act ostensibly was about and then jump into the winners and losers and why. Okay. So uh, essentially this is the first time that Medicare has been able to negotiate drug prices since Part D um, came to be in 2003. So they had a law that said they couldn't negotiate drug prices. Cost Americans $11 billion a year. Um, so now they can negotiate, but let's look, let's dig a little bit into it. So 
first of all, 10 drugs which have no generic components um, can be negotiated starting in 2026. That's quite a long ways off. Uh, 15 drugs in 2027 and then 20 drugs in 2029. So it's very limiting in the drugs that can be negotiated and it doesn't even start for another, what, four years. Um, so that's kind of crazy. Now, when we talk about winners and losers of this, of this act, which is now law, definitely Medicare recipients are the winners. Um, but, uh, and I'll tell you why they're the winners before I go into who the losers are. So out-of-pocket medications for Part D under Medicare or Medicare Advantage plans can only be up to $2,000 a year. That's significant because our retirees before this had an out-of-pocket maximum of $7,050 with a 5% payment over that. So if somebody was getting an autoimmune drug or if they were on chemotherapy, then it would become you know, astronomical costs and, and you're on a fixed income. So that's really good for Medicare recipients. Um, and also insulin will be capped at $35 a month for just Medicare recipients. There, it was, there was legislation in there for all Americans who are insured or uninsured, or I'm sorry, all insured Americans, um, but that was stripped out at the last minute. Um, yeah. The other thing is that it, yeah, it also extends the ACA federal health insurance sub, um, money for another three years, and that, uh, you know, that helped people – 14.5 million people sign up, you know, and so that's going to, the extension lasts until 2025. But how is this going to play out for the average American who is insured or uninsured? These pharmaceutical companies are not going to take this hit lightly. I mean, they've got four years to figure out their strategy, right, before, they, before anybody even begins to negotiate. Although in October of this year, they're going to have to um, comply with decreasing prices they can't raise the price for medicare recipients over the cost over inflation so they have to deal with that or they get penalized so that happens right away but the average american who is not insured is or is insured are going to see significant price increases to their pharmaceutical medications because like i said the pharmaceutical companies are not going to just turn this profit away they're going to they're going to, you know, they want to increase their profit, and they're largely unregulated in that area. So it's going to be more important that people understand things like GoodRx and Mark Cuban's online generic pharmacy so that they can go there. Because oftentimes, if you go to either one of those sites, you'll pay less than you would with your insurance and paying your copay. And a lot of people don't know that, but they're going to learn it once, once this legislation really comes into effect. Yeah, so uh, lots there. You unboxed a lot there. You know, I think about the, uh, you know, what you were saying about how long it will be before a lot of this is implemented. You know, and you sit there as a, a consumer and go, why? Why does it take so long? Unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with smoke and mirrors, you know, and, and there's a history of them modifying things before it becomes law, and those savings will never actually happen. So, you know, we'll all have to keep an eye on that. You know, um, you know are, are they'll add additional cost abilities to the companies. I mean, it's really, really odd. I mean, it's just like how many, how many bills have we seen pass that were balanced budget oriented and you'll have a balanced budget in five years? We, you know, we've heard that all the time, right? Five years, you know, once this has passed. 
Yet the reality is, is we've only had one balanced budget in 60 years. Yep. <laughs> so one balanced budget. And so, uh, you know, I guess the, what uh, Mark Twain said is true. There are lies, damnable lies, and statistics. And so you've got to be really mindful when you're watching this. And to me, one of the takeaways is that we really need to be, uh, you know, there needs to be more David uh, Wilcox out there keeping an eye on what's happening legislatively to make sure the politicians stick to their guns on this. Yeah, it's definitely a smoke and mirrors type of situation. Um, you know, it, it, if it actually goes in the way that it's written, yeah, Medicare recipients are really, really going to uh, feel the impact and it's going to lighten the load for them. But it just shifts it onto the average American, the working guy, you know, who's out there trying to make a buck, who's dealing with this inflation and this economy, um, you know, and then all of a sudden they're going to have – the pharmaceutical companies jacking up their prices again. So it really is just a movement of who's going to be burdened as opposed to something that's going to take care of all Americans. Yeah, yes. And so, um, you know, and to me, I, I struggled with this. You know, the, the, you know, I like to think of myself as a free market guy, et cetera. But, you know, the reality is, is that every country in the whole world that's buy drugs from it does it at a negotiated rate. You know, it's like yeah, they're not going to negotiate. They, the the medical, chem, you know, the drug companies, they're not going to negotiate a rate that hurts them. It may not be a rate that they want. It may not be what they would prefer, which is gouging. Um, but they're not going to, you know, they're not going to die. You know, they're not going to. They'll still be uh, the, the richest industry, one of the richest industries out there. And it's one of those things that allowing for this negotiation to happen is one of those things that will actually prevent us from becoming truly, completely socialistic in healthcare. That what they don't understand is that the crony capitalistic approach they've been using has been fueling the move towards a more socialistic approach. Yep, exactly. Um, you know, these pharmaceutical companies, like I said, they're, beholden to their shareholders so that what they're going to do is they're just going to shift the cost and you know unfortunately the losers are really going to be the average american in this situation as, as usual right yeah, <laughs> you know, as people, usual. people as usual yeah yeah you know i hate the analogy but it seems to relate i've heard before you know they have chickens being stored in their in their cages well the average american is usually on the bottom row of cages while other cages are stacked above them. It's a lot like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you hit a good point. You know, in other parts of the world, they do negotiate drug prices. We pay 10 times more for EpiPens in this country than anywhere else in the world. And so, and then, you know, if you want to go to Canada and buy your EpiPens, they'll say, well, it's an inferior EpiPen. Well, that's a lot of baloney because, I mean, epinephrine is epinephrine, right? So, I mean, you know, but they try to discourage you and say, don't go to Canada to get them where you can get them cheaper because they're, it's an inferior product. It's not an inferior product. Yeah. It's the same product. Yeah, they got laws there about suing companies for liability as well. So, you know, don't think, uh, don't think that's happening. It's just insane. You know, and again, you just raised a great point, David. They bank on the ignorance of uh, the American people. They really bank on that. Yeah, they sure do. Um, and they're turning a profit. I mean, you know, you see it all the time. 
these big ads, you open a People magazine, right? These big ads that the pharmaceutical companies put out are tax deductible for them. Like, I don't know about you, but if I write a check to my local food bank, it's not tax deductible unless I'm spending more than 10000 in charity a year. So, you know, these guys get all kinds of breaks. They scream research and development costs, but literally they're taking money from the government for research and development. And they pay, yep. not a lot of people know this, but they pay two-thirds of the FDA's budget, the pharmaceutical companies do. So they have a lot of power. They launched a campaign against this bill and spent seven figures and still um, ended up with a negotiated price for Medicare recipients. So they're hot, they're mad, they're upset, um, and they're, they're going to find a strategy. They've got four years to figure it out. That's right. That's why your website is so important, which is a great way to wrap up our segment. How do we get more information on you and all your resources you've got available for consumers? And thank you for your efforts. So drdavidhelps.com is where you can sign up for all my updates. I release, um, when things like this come out, I release the bullet points that every average American should know. And if you want to follow me at drdavidwilcox.com, you can go to my media room and see the interviews, like what, what we're doing here today, at the podcast, the TV interviews that I'm doing around this Inflation Reduction Act. Um, and there's a lot of resources up there. There's a link to the book also. Yeah, and he's all over the place. And we're grateful to have him as a regular contributor on the program and, and uh, love to talk about the work he's doing. It's so crucial. David, as always, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, too. I always enjoy our chats, Kevin. Look forward to it, our next chat. I am Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.